0: This is the Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point.
1: Well, thanks for joining us here at the Extra Point Podcast. I'm Scott Bayham, the lead pastor here at Southbridge Church, and today I'm sitting in a different seat than normal because I had this past weekend off, and our Next Steps in Discipleship pastor, Pastor Cheryl Ross, right here to my left, um, was our speaker for the weekend. So I'm going to be asking her um, the questions this week um, to have her dive a little bit deeper into her sermon. And Before we make it any further, make sure that you hit that like button, subscribe button, um, heart it, whatever you can to let people know that you're interacting with this and to get it higher up into the algorithms, the way more and more people can hear this incredibly useful content, but thank you so much for joining us here at the Extra Point, and with that, we're going to go ahead and get into, this was week uh, five of mm-hmm. our Silent But Deadly series, and we were focused on unforgiveness, um, which is um, a very sensitive topic for a lot of people, because um, it forces people to deal with um, their pain and trauma and, mm-hmm. and different things that they've been through in the past and some people feel disconnected from it because, um, Mm -hmm. they say, well, nothing like that's ever happened to me. So this doesn't really apply to me. And then Mm -hmm. other people have been so impacted by trauma that they have um, just major difficulty, Mm -hmm. um, with it. So uh, you, the thing that you pointed out, I think that maybe a different perspective on this was the role that faith plays Mm -hmm. in being able to forgive people that have hurt you. Can you share a little bit about why it is that faith is such a major component in forgiveness?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, first off, like it really, especially I think in my story, but really with any of this, um, I think it's that, that faith and trust in God, not only to give you the strength to do it, because I think that's what like oftentimes when we fail at this, it's because we're trying to do it in our own strength in our own compassion and those kind of things. When we really need to lean on God, we need to invite him into it. But it's that, that trusting that God can make things right. That, you know, when, when God says that instead of, you know, hating your enemies, you should love them. Like he's not just saying that because he wants people to get away with doing wrong things. Like he's saying that because it's really the way that that he is I mean he he loves people even when they're doing wrong and everyone has the chance of redemption but it's that ability to know that like God is really the one who's going to give them the eternal consequences whether good or bad in the end it's trusting him um to deal with it like to take it and and do whatever needs to be done with that to either deal with the individual um, to allow them to know that they've done something wrong in the first place. Cause I think all of us have probably been hurt at times. And the person who hurt us maybe didn't even realize that they'd done anything wrong. Um, And we can't always convince people of that, but God and the Holy spirit can. And so it's that aspect to just kind of really give it over to God um, and allow him to handle it.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that came up in our life group last night was um, someone asked what, as someone that, like, this was someone that hasn't really dealt a lot with trauma or pain and, Mm -hmm. and such, and she wanted to know what does it actually feel like or look like to forgive someone? Like, how do you know that you've crossed that boundary from, like, Maybe it's not that you have, like, warm fuzzies about that person because they did something horrible to Mm -hmm. you, but how do you, like, what does it actually feel like to live in unforgiveness and then what does it feel like to live um, in forgiveness?
0: For me personally, I think the difference, like, when I sat in that interview, for instance, and I was able to say no, um, it's that when my stepmom was brought up, I still didn't I, like I still knew she wasn't a great person but I didn't have as much of those feelings of like man I I I wish bad things for her <laughs> like you know what I mean like I was able to think about her and not have such a negative reaction um I can still know the like the truth in that moment of like you know the things she did was bad this was bad you know that kind of thing And I think there's also, like, a separation of knowing that, like, separating, I think you talked about this earlier in the series, like, separating the individual Mm -hmm. with the offense. Like, separating the two and knowing that this is a person who's made in the image of God, and although they maybe did something bad or wrong or whatever, that's not all of them. That they are made in the image of God. That they do have the potential— to do better. Whether they do or not, that's really not up to us, but it's that, like, being able to separate the two and knowing that they are still someone who has potential for changing and also knowing that, like, they are, in fact, made in the image of God, too. They maybe just haven't taken that upon themselves yet.
1: Yeah, I think, Maybe so many people have this mixed-up idea of forgiveness that it means mm-hmm. that you have allow these people back full yeah. access to hurt you again. Yeah. You forget all about what all they did. Mm-hmm. You actually excuse away. Because for, forgiveness, what most people think of forgiveness mm-hmm. is like, a really poor form of it is, like, this excuse of behavior. And it's, like, that's yeah, not it's what not. it is at all. It's It's being able to fully hold someone accountable for mm-hmm. what they did maybe even setting up boundaries to not allow them to do it again. Mm-hmm. But that person doesn't have to live rent-free in your head right. and in your heart any longer. Like yeah. You can release what they did, knowing that, truth be told, you've probably hurt someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, maybe not to the degree that, that you've been hurt, mm-hmm. but we've all hurt someone in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Um, final thing I want to ask about is you talked a lot about um, how the cross can really inform us in regards to forgiveness, Mm -hmm. what is it about the cross that really helps us be able to release people of the offenses that they've, um, and the pain and trauma that they've caused us?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, as, as a follower of Christ, like we're supposed to follow him and his example set before us. Like obviously we can't live up to the exact perfection until, you know, the end of our time on earth. But, um, but we're supposed to strive for that. Like well, that, that should be the goal and it should be a trajectory. It should be the thing. But like with Jesus, you know, even in that moment when he was in excruciating pain, yeah. he said like he was asking forgiveness for the people who hurt him. Yeah. Like he was, he was doing that. But then we also see how because of the healing that he experienced through the resurrection that people we able to believe like when he he not only showed his resurrected form to the disciples, but there were hundreds of witnesses afterwards, yeah. hundreds of witnesses, which solidified all of their belief that said, this is the Messiah. This is the Christ. Um, and so there was purpose in it. It wasn't just yeah. it wasn't only like, yes, it was for for the forgiveness of our sins. Right. But it's also for that new life. And so being able to see how Christ took that upon himself, one, like, that he took the punishment. Yeah. Because, you know, before that, it was, we still deserve the punishment. Like, we still had to do things to atone for those sins, right? But now we no longer have to. And so it's not just for our sins, but for the sins of those who hurt us. And Jesus modeled that for us in that moment on the cross. And then even after the resurrection, you know, giving grace and showing someone like someone who everybody else was like, you know, thinking Thomas was terrible for saying, no, I have to see for myself. I need to see where those nails went in. Like, but Jesus, he didn't rebuke him. He didn't like call him names or say anything bad about him. But he came to him and showed him and that in a, in a sense it's like our ability to take what we've been through and share our testimony of how God has brought us through that to then allow other people that same healing and forgiveness and things.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I think this whole thing, I'm reading your final note right here. It says forgiveness is given to others what God has given to us. Mm-hmm. This has kind of been a theme of this whole silent but deadly series mm-hmm. is that, um, when it comes to these things that we would just easily excuse away mm-hmm. that, like, God is not giving us an out mm-hmm. um, for that whatsoever. And he's mm-hmm. going, look, this is, I've already set the example. This is what is expected. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what should, there shouldn't even have to be an expectation on it because this is what should flow from someone who's been made mm-hmm. new yeah. in Christ. Um, so, uh, that w- most of you will breathe a sigh of relief that we only have one week left of this yes. series. It may be the, uh, maybe not the most hard-hitting uh, of topic. I don't know. It may maybe be one of those strange. things that, like, yeah. that
0: like if you feel like you haven't really been hit by any of these other ones, this yeah. one may catch you by surprise.
1: Yeah, this one, I was thinking on the way here because <laughs> I was like, I don't know how, because si- uh, we added this to the series. I'm not going to say what it is quite yet, but. We add it to the series, and the more I go, I don't know how silent this one is. Because at the very least, the people that you do life with definitely know. Um, I mean, it's like, this is a very obvious one. Because this affects, like, not just the individual, but the person. But we have one week of this left, so Mm -hmm. you can breathe a sigh of relief. We'll be on to a a Christmas series that should be more... uh, you know, uplifting, <laughs> um, and maybe not. You might so, want to uh, invite
0: your friends more to that yeah, one. <laughs> um,
1: this last series has been a little intense, uh, but I think it's it's yeah it's those m- moments that we need mm-hmm. a lot of times. Uh, we don't need them all the time, yeah. Um, which is why we'll move on to Christmas in another week or so. Yeah. Uh, but one more week of the Silent but Deadly series. Make sure you check that out. Thanks for joining us here at the Extra Point Podcast, and we cannot wait to see you next time.
0: Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.